Well, welcome. This is WNZN Radio coming to you from Lorain, Ohio. That's 89.1 FM on, on your dial. And if you are having any difficulty picking up our signal, I think you might just want to live stream it. Go to your computer, go to your laptop, and just put in www.wnzn.org. WNZN.org. But once again, thank you for joining in. I'm here with David Abood. My hey, sister. John. Great to be here with you again today. Yeah, like, like really a beautiful autumn oh, day. Oh, it is a gorgeous. And yeah. so happy that everybody is tuning in right. to listen to this program. Uh, be talking maybe a little later about a special guest we'll have next week. Yeah. Um, we like to have, you know, a special guest, focus on a ministry here locally or around the world, and then get into the Bible, uh, look at some topics in the Bible or do apologetics and looking yeah. at our faith, how strong is our faith, can it be, is it rational, is it reasonable, and, and, it, and is it a guide for living? And that's what I think we're going to be looking at today, David. We're right. Look at these three enemies that they often talk that the Christian has. Not yeah. just the Christian, but in particular, the believer and what keeps us from having a victorious, yeah. uh, successful, fruitful uh, Christian life and walk. And the three would be the adversaries, if you will. It's, it's, it's the flesh, the world, and the devil. We're going to explain these in somewhat detail as yeah. we move along. But... Uh, some people go to different verses and where they we come up with these things. But one of the places is First John, uh, chapter two, First John chapter two, verses fifteen and sixteen, and actually seventeen. First uh, John, chapter two, verse fifteen through seventeen. If you have that, yeah, sure, John. Uh, I'm not leaving the world. Oh, I'm not loving the world. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. Okay, so here we're starting to pick yeah. up these different areas. The world, we're going to talk about that in a minute. The flesh, what does that mean? And other art, uh, place we're going to see, the devil. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you know your enemy, yeah. you know how to strategize. You know, right. It's like if you're, if you're a football player and you were able to get the playbook of your opposing team, right. <laughs> boy, that's really going to help you score points. Mm-hmm. Same way if you're in the military and you happen to capture somebody and he's got all the plans the enemy is going to have when they're going to move troops in what direction that gives you a great advantage so what's really significant david is a lot of christians a lot of believers do not understand these three uh, adversaries we have yeah. you know and uh, mm-hmm. it's clearly tells us in the scripture i want to look at one more verse then we're going to separate sure. them and look at them but if we're going to look at uh, Ephesians chapter 2 for a moment. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. That's the one I had. That that really uh, kind of uh, delineates and, and kind of really specifically uh, yeah. looks at these uh, different areas. Uh, uh, I had Ephesians 2, 2, and 3. Do you want to go broader than that? Uh, you could go, no. You, I would go 1 through 3. Okay. 1, 2, the, 3. The, the, let, me look, yeah. let me look up the rest. And this is where we're going to get the idea of the world, the flesh, and the devil. Okay. The world, the flesh, and the devil. Okay, you want to go one through three. Uh-huh. Uh, as for you, you were dead in your transgress- transgressions and sins in which, you, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. Now there's a lot, thanks David, there's a lot in those verses. Number one, right from the get-go, it tells us we are dead in our trespasses Mm -hmm. and sin. That's man's basic problem. Not that he's immoral and he's a drunkard or drugs Uh or pornography. These are the problems. That's the bitter fruit. But right from the beginning... When God told Adam and Eve, if you partake of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you will surely die. Right. <coughs> Death entered in. And now here we see it. Yeah. And notice Paul is saying, um, uh, you were dead in what you once walked according to the course of this world. So number one, we see the spiritual death. But notice the world. Before we came to Christ, 
we were walking according to the course of this world. Yes. There's the world, the prince and the power mm-hmm. of the air, the spirit who now works. There's the devil right. and Satan. And then verse 3, conducting yourselves in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires yeah. of the flesh. There you have it. Yes. Okay, Right, really clear. So much is said there. So let's pick it up with the first one, the world. Yeah. What does this mean, the world? Well, we just looked in First John um, what this world. Now, we know that, uh, the, for example, it'll say in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave yeah. his only begotten Son, whoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So that's the world in general with all of humanity. Mm-hmm. But the world is used here is a fallen world. It's yeah. not the world God created. In mm-hmm. matter of fact, on the sixth day of creation, he looked at everything and said it, everything was very good. Yeah. But now the world is not good. Not the not the globe, you know, you, it's right. not the, but it's the world system. Yes. Maybe you have a couple notes you yes. want to share. Yes, yeah, so you're right. Uh, the course of this world, you're, it, it is the world system, the way of the world, as opposed to the way of God, mm-hmm. right, John? So when you think about that, you know, it's popular opinion, it's the media, it's popular culture, it's the whole way of doing things in the world. Yes. Uh, it's, uh, it's what everyone does, and it's what we will do if we do not purposefully choose to do otherwise. And exactly right. And that instead. Right. It's, it's a system. Yeah, it's, right. a, it's, a, it's a, like you say, it's media, it's culture, it's, it's all of these kinds of things where man is living apart from God. Mm-hmm. The world, in a sense, is not God-friendly, if we no. can say that. It's a, as yeah. a matter of fact... When you look at the end of the book of Revelation, uh-huh. uh, it talks about the fall of Babylon, Great Babylon. Now, I don't want to get into too many interpretations uh-huh. of the book of Revelation, but Babylon could be a metaphor for the world system, okay, the systems mm-hmm. of the world. Yeah. And God will judge this. And he says right. in verse 9, well, what I mean, book I'm sorry, chapter 18, okay. verse 9 of the book of Revelation, uh-huh. it will say, the kings of the earth have committed fornication. They live luxuriously with her. They will weep and lament, standing at a distance. They, the great city Babylon has come. It's fallen. The merchants of the earth. Notice all this worldly stuff, right? Mm-hmm. They're weeping and mourning. No one buys her merchandise, gold, silver, precious stones, all this yeah, stuff, yeah. okay? And they're crying. People are crying because they saw it's all coming apart. Cinnamon, incense, fragrant oil, frankincense, wine, oil, fine... Verse 13, the last thing on the list, the souls of men. Yeah. That's what the world chewed up, the souls of men. Yeah. It starts out mm-hmm. with silver and gold, right. but the lowest thing on value in the world is a soul of a man. Yeah. And Jesus said what? What shall it profit a man mm-hmm. if he gained the whole world yeah. but lose his soul? Yeah. So that's the thing. The world has a natural spiritual gravity to it. That it will normally pull somebody down. Yeah, just will. Yeah, and then when you 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 are born again, you have the Holy Spirit. Now you have the power through the Word of God, mm-hmm. through fellowship, mm-hmm. to lift yourself and live victorious. In a yeah. sense, go against the current. Yes, that's a, yeah, swimming against the current. Swimming against or, or the running current. with a headwind. Yeah, it's exactly. The same right thing there. every day. Yeah, I used to S- run. So salmon. Yeah. How can they get yeah. up river right. to where they have to spawn? Right. They have to go against the current. Yes. Any dead fish can float down the stream. Mm-hmm. Any dead and we're yeah. before we come to we're dead, mm-hmm. and that's why we just go with the flow. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Yeah. I just went with in a kind of whatever group I was in at the time, the peer group. I kind of went with the herd. Yeah. Just kind of go yeah. with it yeah. until one day you say, "Whoa, whoa, this yeah. isn't kidding me." Where I want you know, to go. And, and and one of the things you know, it's kind of like riding too. I, I used to I used to cycle with some Olympic guys that uh, showed me what being in shape meant. Yeah, right. And uh, when, you know, we, you would change the pole position and the leader would take all the headwind on and then you'd get behind him and crouch down and it would pass over yeah, you. Yeah, right. It, it's, it's so important with the world uh, and we talk about, I hate to digress, but being in a church and being around believers to help you with that headwind, oh, yeah. to help you with everything you're going to battle daily in the world. Yeah. You've got to have it. And, you know, it's all, there's a lot of common sense here. Yeah. But but if you don't know where the struggles are, and you always think, oh, the enemy did that, right. it's hundred percent right. the enemy, not the world or the flesh. Right. You need to have those three balanced because it's all of them. And they could, we're going to look at that because yeah. they could overlap right. too. We're going to yeah. see it's not just one alone. Sometimes they overlap and intersect each right. other. Right. So okay, let's at James chapter four verse four makes a very interesting comment. James chapter four, of verse four. 
and he's talking about uh, he's kind of getting into this uh, uh-huh. um, very thing. Well, also uh, the thing about James is he talks a lot, real practical advice of how do we live right. uh, this victorious life. And look at verse four. Okay, you adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Notice that. Now look at look at David. Look at popular movies. Look at comedians. Yeah. Late night TV. I don't right. watch this stuff, but listen to their words. Yeah. They mock out God or the Bible or the yeah. Word of God or the people of God or somebody that's trying to do good. You you look, look at movies. Look at uh-huh. look at magazines when you go through the uh, checkout yes. thing at the yeah. at the at the supermarket uh-huh. or. In TV, you know, right. and but now the world is coming at a younger yeah. and younger audience. They want the children to be exposed mm-hmm. to all these worldly influences, and uh, yep. to be a friend of that is not to be a friend of God. He wants us to walk in the world, but to be separated. Yeah, and live what's called a separated life. Right, and uh, it's a very important that people are aware the world has a magnetic pull. It has a spiritual magnetic pull. Yeah, and, you know, uh, when we become Christians, you know, um, for me, we talk about how our um, our glasses, you know, we, we actually put on a different set of eyes or, you know, glasses that are totally different about how we used to view the world. And before I was a Christian, I, I was part of it. I was just... I was just sailing downstream. Yeah. I was like, oh, do you want to stop off here on shore? Yeah. You know, it was never upstream because, you know, in a lot of ways, it's really the exact opposite of what God wants us to do. That's why we're swimming upstream. Because when you become Christians, you'll just see so much of it. It's the, I, I put down here, popular opinion, the sayings everybody takes to be true, the prevalent moral and sexual practices, right? Uh, media constantly feeding the way of the world, and the media, the phones... Uh, the handheld devices, boy, is is that a real real issue we got to oh, deal yeah. with on a daily basis? UBU, yeah. Uh, yeah. an army of one. Yeah, I, 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 you know everything yeah. is self, and, right. and you're looking for the world to gratify. Yes, uh, and, and the world can. And nothing yeah. out here can fulfill that which is in your heart, that no. empty space in your heart. No. But this world is is something. The more I found out, the more we stay in the in the Word of God in fellowship and allow the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to guide us, you'll notice the world is entrapment. It, yeah. it, there's all kinds of entrapment, especially with young people, not just young people, but people in general. But yeah. young people, you see how they get... It was like when I went in the Army. This is really interesting, Dave. This was back in 1968. You get these little... Uh, uh, when you're out in the field, they give you these little sea rations. They give you a little oh, uh-huh. can of meat, a yeah. little biscuit, a little... But they always, these cigarette companies, put in a little tiny pack of cigarettes, three or four cigarettes. But that was to get 18, 19-year-olds hooked on cigarettes for free so that when they got out of the Army, they were in the smoking habit. You see how the world did that? There's a profit motive there. But they got us hooked, you see? Something small like that. But when you watch TV now, you ever watch a movie or watch some of these Mm -hmm. comedians, how much, not just vulgarity, but blasphemy, Mm -hmm. mocking out God, mocking out the things of God. See, that's the world. That's mm-hmm. the world. Now we're going to look in a minute. That could yeah. well be inspired by the the devil. Yes. But I think people have to be conscious. We have these three, these three kind of operating mm-hmm. systems out there, and yes. they're not to our benefit. Yes. You know. So the second, and we're going to come back on the mm-hmm. world. This second, of course, is the devil, and and he right yeah. from the very beginning we see uh, his influence on on Eve. You know, right at the yeah. very beginning, he says, "Did God really say?" You know, you're not going to die. They'll protect you. And, and he doesn't deny it. He just throws doubt there. You know? Yes. And then he says, a blatant lie, he says, you will not surely die. In other words, yeah. at that point, he, it's a lie. It's just like today where people say, uh, man is not a special, you know, human beings aren't special. We're just a higher level of yeah. evolution. Uh, not made in the image of God. Not yeah. made a little lower than the angels, like the scripture says. Not indwelt, you know, with the capacity uh, to worship God, and, you know, all of these things. The world wants to say, no, you're just, uh, the world will say, don't worry about when you die, right? Don't yes. don't be concerned. Be concerned with this life. Eat, drink, and be married for tomorrow you die. But the, the Bible says, no, be very concerned about when you die because there's yeah. this, this life is short yeah. and eternity is long. Right. So my point being that, these kinds of things were inspired from the very beginning from the devil and that's why Jesus says in John chapter 8 
Uh, he's a liar from the beginning. He was a liar from the beginning. So that's number one. Uh, I know you did some research on well, this. Well, yeah, I was just going to bring up again, uh, you know, the framework for the world systems, because James says, you know, scripturally, uh, we have to see that our enemies are threefold, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, I like how he said that, our enemies. Right. So it's the world, the flesh, and the devil. And I, and I like what he said in James three thirteen through 18. There's two kinds of wisdom. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere, and then finally, peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness that's it yeah right so you can see it really clearly there yeah so um but it's also showing all the great gifts you're going to get by swimming upstream yeah right oh there's benefits yeah there's definitely it's not just a lot of work although it is work (laughs) well when jesus said go make disciples but disciple has the word discipline in it right and nobody really achieves any kind of goal in this life Without discipline. I don't care if you want to be a really good football team or you want to be a good Mm. uh, pianist, you want to be whatever. It requires some level of discipline because (laughs) most people don't do it. They don't want to put in the work, but there's, like you say, there's Mm. great reward. There's great benefits to go swim against the grain, uh, realizing that's the world. And so now we're dealing with this enemy, this the the devil that that really... um, We've done now other shows, but not with the, uh-huh. the threesome like linked together. But the thing there is, he's very active. Oh, we God. saw that when we do yeah. the study of Job. He he was up there, and he's the accuser. Yes, he says, uh, "I want I want to be able to to come at Job mm-hmm. and to torment him because I want to see him give up on God. I want to see him basically curse right. God internally." And that that kind of happened with. Um, uh, Peter, if you study the devil's influence in the Apostle Peter's life, after the transfiguration, uh, uh-huh. Jesus said, remember we, when he said, uh, I have to go to the cross and I'm going to be uh, betrayed and, and then crucified. And then Peter <clears throat> says, no, don't do it, Lord. And then Jesus said to him, get thou behind yeah. me, Satan. See, Satan had a... Now this uh, topic, uh, we go off into this topic, can he influence thoughts? You know, we know he cannot see our thoughts because he's not only present. God only. God sees our thoughts from afar off. But the thing with um, uh, Satan is, can, can there's no place in Scripture that would suggest he can see our thoughts. Can he influence our thoughts? Has been been a, a discussion that theologians have had. For example, when he says um, Peter says that he says. Um, he says to Peter, get behind me, Satan, right. for you are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Now, did, did, did he, Satan whisper that into Peter, or did Peter, being Peter, said, no, I don't want you to go to the cross. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. but where did that thing originate? Yeah. Was satanic. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's a big discussion. While we do know he is the influencer, and he can take things from the outside and influence us and get into our head. But, yeah, and, and, and that is confusing because even in 1 Peter 5, 8, John, it says, Stay alert. Watch out for the great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Right. So you, so then at some point you're wondering, so, so does he have control over us like that? But, again, it's kind of being alone. It seems like he'll come after us. Doesn't he? He can't put thoughts in our head even though he can't create the action for the thoughts? Well, that's a good <clears throat> discussion. Okay, stay yeah. with that Peter verse, which okay. you quoted out of First Peter. Now, right. remember, one of Peter's issues is is uh, he was proud. I mean, he would say, mm-hmm. everybody will betray you. I will not betray you. Uh, at the, at the, when Jesus was walking in the water, Peter gets out. and says, I want to walk too. Yeah. It's not bad, but he was kind of, and, and the arrest in the garden, he takes out a sword. He, he's, he's, he's kind of, 
uh, what do you say? He, he acts very quickly yeah. out of his pride, out of his, yeah. I can do this. Kind of, well, that can be a stumbling block. Yeah. And that's why Jesus will say to Peter in uh, the Gospel of Luke, this is near the very end Luke. of the Passion Week in uh, Luke chapter 22. This uh -huh. is after the la uh, Passover, the Last Supper. He said to, to Peter in verse 31, mm -hmm. Luke 22, verse 31, he says, Simon, Simon, that's Peter's name, Indeed, Satan has asked for you that he might sift you as wheat. Remember, Satan yeah. had asked to get at Job. See, he's, he's on a leash. I mean, he can't, but we can give him uh, ground. We can give him permission. And see, Peter may have opened up a, a, a chink in the armor, his pride. And, and he says, but Satan is, he, hey, he's, Jesus says, Satan wants to sift you like wheat, you know, destroy you. He says, but I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brothers. In other words, I prayed for you. And now what may have happened, we don't know. But remember what Judas, it says Judas entered. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, Satan entered Judas. And yeah. then he goes out. Yeah. And he betrays right. him. But it says here, um, what did Judas do at the yeah. end? He killed himself. Yeah. So Satan sifted him mm -hmm. like wheat. That's right. what he wanted. Yeah. He's, so now what, uh, what, what? What is he going to try to do here with with Peter? Maybe he wanted him to commit suicide. Yeah, he couldn't get over the guilt. But uh, to speak to that just a little bit, I, I'm going to check his meeting. Okay, sure. Um, so, yeah, you know, when I look at Apostle Paul, uh, two Ephesians six twelve, it says, "For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness." against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. So, you know, again, we're talking about the supernatural there and how the enemy, uh, you know, everybody thinks we're, we're going against flesh and blood, and it's not. It's really the supernatural it is the enemy, clearly. But, you know, for, for what, when the scripture says he came into Judas, what does that mean? Well, yeah. Is it he in his mind or, or no, what? He, yeah, well, he entered his soul. In other words... People can open a door right. uh, where uh, he can actually, uh, we see that, they can yeah. be demon-possessed or demon-oppressed, right. controlled. Right. Yeah. So now that was by invitation. Mm -hmm. I mean, he, he, had, he had betrayed the Lord, he was in it for money, a bunch of different, that's why it'll say in Ephesians, don't give place to the devil. So remember when Jesus delivered the little boy that right. was yeah. throwing himself in the fire in the water? He says, this yeah. kind only comes out All right. by uh, prayer and fasting. And then the man that was living in the cemetery, he had a hundred, yes. remember, he had yeah. a legion. He had right. many demons. So people can be demon-possessed. Not a believer. I don't believe a Christian mm -hmm. can be demon-possessed. But if people can open the doors all kinds of different ways, we can get into that. But they can be involved in the occult, like Ouija boards and fortune telling hallucinatory drugs where i lived in thailand they used to literally invite demons yeah. to come in they might want to be a sorcerer or a wizard these kinds uh -huh. of things but that, we're talking about believers now what kind of influence does he have in the life of a believer yeah that's another issue now what is interesting a couple things david in the lord's prayer right he says uh where he says um give us this day our daily bread Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against uh -huh. us. Lead us not, not into, into temptation, temptation but deliver, deliver us from the evil. evil. Yeah. So he would come, uh -huh. especially if he gets an open door, like unforgiveness or right. bitterness in the life of a believer. It doesn't mean he can enter into you, but he can. He, you're given a legal ground to, to occupy and to cause bitterness, anger, rage, whatever that might be. Same thing Jesus will say in his high priestly prayer in John chapter yeah. 17. He says something very interesting um, where he says, and, and this is Jesus praying for us, his followers, right? In yeah. verse 15 yeah. of his high priest, he says something very interesting in verse 15. Okay. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. Notice that. Yeah. He wants us in this fallen he world. He sure does. But he says, protect them from the evil yeah. one. Did you see what I'm saying? Yeah, he wants us to grow. He wants us, I mean, it, it, the whole purpose of everything, isn't it to be more like him before we get to heaven? Yeah, I mean, yeah right, right, to be conformed right. to the image of Christ. Right. But here he's specifically praying again yeah, to, keep us, to put up a shield yeah, right. against, why? Because the enemy wants to come 
and he wants to make us less effective. Now, if we're truly born again and we, we're a child of God, I don't believe mm -hmm. he can come in and overtake because we have the Holy Spirit. How's he going to occupy yeah, the right. house that has the Holy Spirit? Good point. Yeah. But he can. we've seen many ministries fallen through the world, mm -hmm. the flesh, and the devil. I don't want to name names, but big ministries have fallen through pride, through sexual immorality, uh, through the person wanting more and more and more money. Right. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. So you can see all three of those things might be in play mm -hmm. there. You might be the flesh. A man is uh, he's in a big ministry and he's given to adultery or this kind of thing. It could be uh, through the world. He wants more and more money. He wants yeah. to be builder and builder empire, bigger maybe private airplanes, all these kind of yeah. crazy. And then the devil can then get in and then he can... You know, mislead yeah, them. you said something interesting. You said that uh, there was an opening in Peter's armor at one point, right. and you know, and we and Paul actually talks about the armor of God in Ephesians six ten through eighteen. I, I don't want I, I don't want to you know divert to that because that's a whole show in and of itself. But it says finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. So it's interesting. We can put the armor on, exactly. which is the word, and it's Christ right, exactly right, right in front of us. We, we are well-resourced. Yeah. Now, yes. uh, uh, look, look at James one more time. I want to, because you hit on that, yeah. Yeah. Um, James, the Epistle of James, and he'll uh -huh. say something very important. Which chapter, John? Uh, chapter 4. I see. Okay. He says this, in chapter mm -hmm. 4, verse 6, he says, But God gives more grace, therefore he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore submit to God. That means to come under God's authority, to come under his rulership, mm -hmm. to do those things that please God, obey his, his word, his commands, right? Yeah. And then it says, then once we're submitted to God, then what does it say? Resist, Resist the, the devil, devil, and he will he flee, will from, flee you. from you. That's powerful. If we if we we can be in a situation where we can resist it when we're under the authority of God, right? We're walking mm -hmm. in the spirit. Yeah. We can resist the devil, and he will flee from us. Right. That's why, in a sense, when we lived in Thailand, wherever you live, we can consecrate the home. We wanted to glorify God, but we can come against those powers. Of darkness, we had uh, Loretta on from South Africa. She yes. told us she was in a village, oh, yeah. and they resisted. They didn't run away from it. Now, this is an important point, David. We resist the devil, but we flee temptation. Remember Joseph when Potiphar's wife in the Old Testament mm -hmm. wanted to seduce yeah. him. He didn't try to negotiate. He didn't want to explain. He fled, and she grabbed his coat. He ran, and it says that in Second Timothy two twenty two, it says, "Flee youthful lust." So, do you see this? Resist the devil, flee temptation. Yeah. You see, there's a very important verb yeah. going on there. Yeah. So, we and have the power in do. Christ. Yeah. And this means a lot to people that live in areas that are very demonic. Uh, yes. You know, parts of uh, Southeast Asia, Indonesia, Brazil. Right. We don't, they're here, but they're not as noticeable, is what I'm right. saying. There, it's like everyday life. But when they know they can yeah. have power and not have to fear those spirits, yes. and they do fear them. Uh, that's a that's a powerful element of the gospel. Yeah, and, and and we are victorious. We I, I think we we always have to remember that Jesus defeated the enemy. We have won, but we are still on the planet. Oh we're, yeah, we're still in the world, and he's still flying around with his friends and uh, trying to disrupt us. You know, but the one thing too, Jen, is when you think about it, we say you know you should really get in a church, right? Uh, do your homework, find the church that's right for you and your family. But, you know, when you think about the fact that, on average, the typical uh, American is on their handheld close to four hours a day, where they're getting hit with all this information. Right. You think four hours a day times seven days a week, you know, you're looking at 21 hours uh, a week alone. And then you think about, well, you, you say, well, I go to church. You're there for an hour on Sunday. Right. And you think that's going to, when you think of your TV time, you think of all the interactions you're going to have with the three enemies, right? Our own flesh daily, the world, and the enemy. That's not nearly enough. Right, right. So that's why we need the small group. So we need the men's uh, study on Friday. We, we need the men's ministry group. We, we need the women's groups. We, we need to be with our fellow peers 
and fellow Christian peers to strengthen us. Yeah, because why? It yeah. says way at the very beginning, it's not good for man to be alone. Right. So if you're in a, if you look at a flock of sheep, mm-hmm. well, if a wolf is out there and he's looking to pick off one of the sheep, who's he going to go? He's not going right. to go to the center of the flock because they got protection from the shepherd. Exactly. But if they see a stray, right. then they're going to look. We, Easy we, That's when Christians often get in a lot of trouble. Yeah. They break off fellowship. No, I don't need mm-hmm. church. They break off mm-hmm. small group meetings. I don't need that. They're right. no longer reading the Word of God. Yes. They're no, so they're leaving themselves vulnerable to, to mm-hmm. get into a lot of trouble. Right. We've seen that yeah. you know, on you know, individuals and big ministries themselves. But I think it's very important these two aspects when uh-huh. we're dealing with the flesh and the devil. Number one is flee lust. Yes. Flee temptation. Yeah. You can't negotiate with it. You can't manage it. You flee it. Uh, number two, you resist the devil. Mm-hmm. You resist the devil. We don't have to run away from him, but we gotta, we got to know what, how we defend against him. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of power in that. Yes. And, you know, in, in 1 John two fifteen to 17, it, it says... Uh, do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, like you said, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life comes not from the Father but from the world. Exactly. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. That's it. And yeah, how do you so know the I, will of God? From the Word of God. The Word of God. It tells you. So these things work hand in hand. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Look. God has set it up in such a way it's designed for success. Yeah. You know, that doesn't mean not going to have a trial or right. not going to have issues, but it's we're designed for success. If we if we understand these plans mm-hmm. and the devil, the flesh, and the world, the devil, the flesh, and the world. And so we we, we could look more at what the devil's capable of, but no. de- even Paul says, you know, I mean, he's called the God of this age. Yeah. It says in 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, if our gospel is hid, it's hid to them when the goddess of this mm-hmm. age is blinded. That's why unbelievers don't even know they're blind. No. They don't even. No, but once I, you come to know. Christ, then it's go, oh, wow. Oh, now I see. You see, that's why. It's, it's like you woke up in a different planet. That's right. You know, I was the same way. That's right. I never knew what I didn't know. Exactly right. I, Therefore, you tell really intellectually bright people, yeah. hey, there's a God. He created <clears> the world. <throat> right. Human beings are very special. They're unique. There's a heaven. There's a hell. Oh, they'll say, well, yeah, that's crazy. What are you talking about? None of, see, they don't, they don't even, uh-huh. it's called what we call unexamined unbelief. They don't even want to look at the evidence. They discount it on and you know, right. dismiss it. That's right. But it could lead them to a really great life. Yes. So we'll, we'll circle back on these. But the other sure. one we come up with, David, is the flesh. Yeah. And we looked at that in Ephesians chapter oh, yeah. 2. Uh-huh. So the flesh, you, you don't, the flesh is our fleshly desires, right? Yes. It's, it's, it's what we want to do and it's, it's 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 a kind of a thing. It's left uncontrolled. It'll go in all directions, and you see that in popular media. You see that all in movies now. They keep yeah. pre- pressing the so-called uh, envelope uh, further and further. But here's what Paul says about the flesh: You cannot play with it. I mean, you can't uh, realize that it's got power. It's got power. And he says in verse chapter three of Colossians, he he really gives us some really good um, advice here. Colossians chapter uh-huh. three. Right. He says, um, once you get there, I'll read the first thing. Yeah, you here. can read the next. Yeah. Okay. But look at verse um, one through three. This sets sure. it up. This is for believers. If you're uh-huh. not a Christian yet, I advise you to accept Christ because this is this is our position. Yeah. One through uh, four. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ and God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also appear with him in glory. See that? He said, okay, if you're risen with Christ, if you're a believer, you're risen with Christ, uh, set your mind, that there he's given us good information, on things uh, not on the earth. There's the world, right? Now he, he's saying, live... For an elevated life. In other words, live a spiritual life. But then he gives us practical... Look at verse 5. Therefore, put to death. death. Yeah. Therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. See, there's the flesh. 
There's the there there you see these things that mm-hmm. we don't even think about before you're a believer, right? But now he says, do what with them? Put them to death. Yeah. Put them to death. Because they're right. an idol above God. That's why Jesus says, yeah. look, if your right hand offends you, cut it off. Right. If the right hand offends you and leads you into sin, cut it off. Yeah. Better to go into paradise with one hand right. than to go into hell with both hands. The idea is you cannot manage this stuff. If the flesh is getting you in trouble, the flesh think of the flesh like a wild horse. A wild horse. And it's been unbroken. It's been running wild, taking you this way, taking you oh, that yeah. way. And it will. Then once you come to Christ, right. you have the Holy Spirit. Well, the horse, the, the, the fleshly instincts are still there, but you can control it. Yeah. You can break the yeah. horse, and then you have a stallion. Yeah. It, it'll yeah. serve good right. purposes. Yeah. But left on its own, uncontrolled, look at the world. Man. Yeah. Look what we're facing today. Oh, yeah. And so he's given us, he says, don't manage it. Don't play with it. Put it to death. Yeah. Put it to death. Yeah. And then he'll go on to say, in which you yourselves once walked. And then he goes, but now you yourselves put off the old anger, wrath, malice, filth. In other words, he's saying, this is this is the flesh, David. This, yes. is, this is the things you have. To, you can't blame the devil on this. You understand? You can't blame the devil on this one. And now he can, he can do things to make it easier for you to fulfill the desires of the flesh. But this is on each one of us as Christians to put those things to death. Yeah, that's yeah, why wow. it's wrong. Oh, Flip Wilson, you say, well, the devil made me do it. Oh, that's yeah. a cop out. Yeah, that's a cop out because mm-hmm. no, uh, because somebody might say, oh, I'm praying that God takes away my desire for cigarettes. Well, maybe God wants you to exercise discipline and don't buy a carton of cigarettes every week. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I don't know how I can do. I, well, that's where you mortify the flesh. Mm-hmm. There's nothing pleasant about death. Right. You know, put to death these things. Where Jesus says, if you follow me, pick up your cross and follow me. Right. Die daily. Well, that die daily is to mean to die to these impulses and yeah. these appetites that are not pleasing to God. Yeah. You know. It, it, I, I like to read 7, 8, 9, yeah. too. It says, you used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourselves of such things as anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self which, with its practices and have put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge and the image of the Creator. See, there you go. you got the plus, yeah. the negative. The plus. That, that's how you battle all three enemies. That's it. That's I mean, it. You gotta, that's the, you it's gotta, the only way. And be aware, once you know this stuff, see, to be forewarned is to be forearmed. Yes. You, 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 you know it. Okay, these movies, they can really yeah. lead you down a path, and they're, they're going to put stuff in, things into well, your mind that aren't good. These, these influences are out there because we were all subject to that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, well so, Jan, um, so I'm sitting here thinking to myself and, you know, the people that are listening to our show, you know, we might have, uh, you know, a mix of believers, non-believers, right. new believers, what about those people that have not heard, have not even heard the word? Um, and, you know, those people that, you know, because you really got to dive in to understand all this. So so what do we, how is that handled, you know, in your mind in terms of the people that have not, like, you know, I, I was on my own path. You know, I, I did my right, own thing right. for a while until, you know, you and I met. And, uh, you know, we were brought together by an event um, that happened. And, um, you know, so I, I'm just curious how that works with this because you really got to dive in deep to get all this. And what if somebody hasn't been brought the word or, or they just they haven't had somebody care enough to open it or, or have it come to them? You know, they're well, not a believer. If they're a believer, yeah. um, the Bible says in the Old Testament, yeah. my people perish for lack of knowledge. Well, it's there yeah. for people to have uh, if they want it. And it says in Timothy, study to show thyself approved, a workman that needeth not be ashamed. Right. right. Divide them. So <clears throat> it requires some work. You know, and like you say, you go to uh, church every yeah. week, you hear the message. Maybe you're in a Sunday school, you're doing self study. One thing we have today in abundance is uh, resources you True. Know, YouTube and teaching. And messages you can be driving your car and listen to you can be oh yeah you can feed yourself and sure. you can see this but this stuff is children's bread it's meant for all believers now if you study how you receive it 
first and foremost, when you're a new believer, it says, as a little baby, <clears throat> desire yeah. the sincere milk of the word. So you just understand the basics of salvation. A, B, C, I'm a sinner, need of a savior, as many as received him, I want to receive him. Now you're indwelt with the Holy Spirit. And then you go on, uh, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word uttered by the yes. mouth. Then you, you're getting stronger. Yes. You're, not, you're not a toddler, you're a young uh -huh. person now. And then you get strong meat. But it's for everybody. Yeah. It's not just for the pit. Well, that, that's the way you started with me. You yeah. said, I'm drinking water first, and yeah. then we'll go to milk, yeah. and then hopefully we get to some meat. No, no, that's yeah, how you roll. So, yeah. And, and as you go along. There's a lot of truth to that. It's, uh, then you've got capability to instruct others. Mm -hmm. Because once you've got it, you've got it. You know what I'm saying? David, yeah. You, you, yeah. you start saying, oh, yeah, I see well, it. Uh, well, I, you know, I, I think really the, the main thing, and, you know, you mentioned this to me, but I remember when you started uh, mentoring me, I'm like, how the heck, you know, there's a lot of work to do here. Yeah. But the Holy Spirit, as you get into it more, I think the gift you get is things become a little easier yeah. for you when you read it versus before you before you came in and you were asking the Holy Spirit to come in, you took Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The, the book opens up to help you understand. That's a good point. It, it really does. And when they call it the living word, it's almost like it connects with you differently as you spend more time in it. Yeah, plus plus when you interact with life now, you see it yeah. works. You know yeah. what I'm saying, Dave? So yeah. you, you oh, say, yeah. oh yeah, I see how those poor right. people got into right. that situation there, right? drug addiction or pornography. Right. I saw how that happened yeah. because they didn't know. Or you can see, but when it tells me to pray and ask for this and I see yeah. the resulting answer yeah. to prayer. Yeah. In other words, this works. This, this is this is, this yeah. is not the pie in the sky and it's yeah. really abstract. No. No. It, like, it's... And you can sense you're getting more yeah. and more victory over different areas in your life you maybe never yeah. had victory yeah. over before because you understand. Yeah, and, you know. and I got to tell you, the big thing for me was realizing about the supernatural yeah. realm and that not just the physical realm that I think so many non-believers cling to, that they said, this is it, this is my heaven, this is my heaven, earth is my heaven. They're blinded. Yeah, and, and once that opened up to me and then you start realizing what Jesus said, and then you look at you know the armor we can be given uh, by Paul. You know he brought that up, and it just starts to work. You see a whole nother realm, and then all this stuff will make more sense to you. The flesh, the world, and the enemy. Exactly, it's right. real. It is. It's Listen, man, you're in it or you're not. Uh, but we we're in it whether you want to be or not. Yeah, that's right. That's what it really comes that's down right. to, John. Yeah. So why not get the tools to protect yourself and your family? Yeah, and then then again, he, he's saying yeah. Um, he, you know, Paul makes an interesting statement in, in Romans 7. He says, the things that I want to do, I don't do. And the things I don't want to do, I do. What, what yeah. can I do? And then that takes us into chapter 8 when he talks about walking in the Spirit. Yeah. And you can have control over this. Right. And you can start having victory. But the purpose of this show was to show, and we can actually do a show where we develop on each of these spheres. The devil, the world, and the flesh. Yeah. They are actively... Mm -hmm. I'm going, yeah. but we can have victory over them. Yeah. And that's the big thing we're going to be seeing yeah. coming up. Definitely. And, um, you know, the one thing with the flesh is, uh, you know, I, I kind of like the way, um, you know, the Bible word means physical, natural, lower element of life. I, I wrote this in too. Thayer, the Greek scholar, said it's what we have in com common with animal life, the mm -hmm. sensual nature. Mm -hmm. Just like an animal, right? Yeah. If, you left, know, if man uh, left. I mean, when the prodigal went to a far country, how did he end up? Yeah. Eating in he, a he was eating in a big side, laying in the mud. He lived for his appetites. That's right. When Nebuchadnezzar yeah. turned his back on God with Daniel, where did he end up? Eating grass yes. out in the backyard of his palace. And then yeah. he came around. If man left on his loan, all we are, David, in the 21st century is high, sophisticated sinners. You're right. We just have, we have more mm -hmm. uh, creative ways to sin. And to fulfill the lust of the flesh. That's all yeah. that's going on. Right. Now, I mean, what's coming up now? I mean, when TV came, well, that was one thing. And then we have high definition. And then we have right. all this other access. Now they're coming with this virtual stuff. And it's opening a whole new yes, area of, of oh really demonic stuff. It's just going to keep getting yeah. worse. And harder to yeah. stay on course. Yeah. So. So, I mean, that really kind of, I think we're going to pick up on this again. We're going to have a special guest next week. Yeah. And we'll pick up on another guest uh uh, after that, but I want to get back to this, David. I think this topic is very important, and we're going to separate them again 
and we're going to study how they overlap each other. Uh -huh. how, how, how the lust, somebody might be led into lust, but then that opens a door for the enemy to come in yeah. and maybe even bring him to deeper levels of, of lust and bondage. Yeah. His goal is to kill and destroy. Yeah, and, you know, again, I wanted to go back to, uh, you know, our own flesh. When you look back at James, you know, you brought this up, James 1, 13 to 14, it says, Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by right. God. For point. God cannot be tempted by evil, and he himself does not tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is carried away and enticed by his own lusts. Right. Then chap chapter uh, 4 there opens up by saying, What is the source of quarrels and conflicts among you? It's not the pleasures which wage war in your members. So James saying, Don't blame the sin on God. Don't blame it on the world or the devil. He said, it, It's really carried away by our own lusts. Yes, that's a, don't blame it on God. Yes. Uh, you can't even really blame that on the devil. Because it's coming out of the heart of man. Yeah, ex and that's exactly. why it says in the Old Testament, the heart of man is deceitfully wicked. Yeah, who it, can it, know it? That's right. And you know, I, I like this. I found this. One of the pastors brought this up. Uh, he said during the War of 1812, U.S. Commodore Perry famously wrote to tell his superiors of his victory over the British, and he said, "We have met the enemy, and he is ours." Then back in the 70s, Pogo cartoonist Walt Kelly put out what became a famous cartoon against pollution, changing Perry's famous saying to, we have met the enemy and he is us. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah. I like that. That, that was, uh, But it's so true. Yeah. Man, it's anyway. Real. It's yeah. real. And these, these things are active agents that are out there we have to be aware of and then yes. we can start. And there's ways, you know, like the flesh. One of the ways to mortify the flesh, and we'll start wrapping this up, David, yeah. but it's in Romans chapter 12. Uh, it's very clearly a strategy is given to us there. Uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Romans chapter 12. 12, uh, verse 1 and 2. It's really good advice uh, that we can all follow you know, dealing with these issues. Uh, Romans chapter 2? Chapter 12. Oh, sorry. Verse 1 okay, and 2. Okay, hold on a second here. All right. Okay. So you want me to read yeah. one? One and two. Okay. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do no, not. That's on the body. Oh. That's on the body. Right. See, self-control. Your body's sacrificed. Right. To glorify <clears throat> true God. Part, right. And now comes the mind. Do not con conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing. Of your mind. See that? Yeah. Here, So now we have the world, right. but we also have the flesh in verse 1. Do you understand then, it? Yes. But these two verses give us a lot of information. Oh, they do. But number one, the operative word there is formed. Mm -hmm. We're going to either be conformed or transformed. Right. Formed or transformed. And the world will mold you into its mold. They will. Yeah. That's what they're doing in these universities right. today all over the place. There's no God. Mm -hmm. You don't have a soul. Uh, sexual freedom, mm -hmm. all kinds of up and down the lane. But now we have this insight and we go, oh, uh, we can, we're doing that right now. Our yeah. minds are being transformed. Right. God willing, our, even our listeners yeah. as we share. Yes. But their, their minds are being, I never thought of that right. before. And now I'm thinking about there's a creator God. Mm -hmm. You know, All of these things are entering into the human yes. consciousness. Right. So this is really powerful instructions given here. And I do think we're going to pick up on this again because I think we can delve deeper into these areas. And uh, it's very valuable because the world we live in is topsy-turvy. Oh it is really on... Uh, I mean, boy. Uh, it's, uh, it's really kind of hitting hyperspeed here. And But we can learn how we can negotiate uh -huh. and how we can move forward on this stuff. Yeah. Amen to that, so, John. Yeah. So we're heading in a good direction. Yes. But I want the listeners to, again, first of all, thank you for listening. WNCN Radio coming to you from Lorain, Ohio. And I think this is an extremely to important topic for all of us to realize this is the world we live in. These are the cards we've been dealt. Yeah. But the Bible shows us, in a sense, how do we play these cards. Yes. How are we aware of the enemies out there, these agents? Number one, the devil's real. He goes about as a roaring lion, seeking him right. he may devour. Right. Jesus says the enemy comes to rob, kill, and destroy. Rob what? Rob your home, your family, rob your health, your mind take your soul, and he wants to kill you. Yeah. You know, literally. Yeah. Number two, Jesus says in John 10, 10, the same verse, but I came you might have life, salvation, and life more, more abundantly. abundantly. 
okay, yeah. now so he's coming, but now we understand how do we protect <clears throat> ourselves. One yes. of the ways is to pray. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. That's yeah. a real prayer, as much yeah. as we ask for daily bread. Uh, then we uh, understand the flesh is very real. Right. Know? I mean, oh. we have desires, we have impulses left on our own. Yeah. We're uncontrollable. Yes. I mean, we just oh, do yeah. what we want. We just want to get caught. Right. Yeah. And number three, uh, when we look at, it, we got to realize this world, as beautiful as it is, on a, the, it's a human system that's that's fallen it's going to be renewed one day you know there'll be a new heaven and yeah. new earth but it's 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 corrupted it's not god friendly you know it's there's a spiritual mag gravity that's going to pull you down believe me and uh, that's what the spiritual but the once we are born again as paul says set your mind on things above be elevated think of these things whatever's true whatever's noble whatever peace he's elevating our hopes yes. and uh See, we can be either animal-like or angelic. -like. Yes. You know, we have a capacity. Yeah. Choose. Do you want to be degraded and go down and be mm -hmm. involved in the, or do we want to elevate and we can behold the glory of God and sing praise to God, pray, yeah. see our minds transform, and then be able to influence others, be right. influencers in this yeah. world. Yeah. You know, and, and we can do it. You yeah. Know, by God's grace. We can. And the listeners, if you haven't, heard this before or you're interested in more please tune in like i said to dave we're going to continue this series after a couple really nice guests coming up in the near yeah. future yeah but uh i'm going to close in prayer and if any of you were listening and maybe never made your commitment to jesus christ i want you to think about it and and, and really ask god to reveal himself to you and, and i would encourage you to read the gospel of john that is a great starting place oh, only yeah. 21 chapters prayerfully with an open mind, read one chapter a day. If you're not a believer, if you are a believer, it can strengthen your faith. But I want to close in prayer, and especially those that are troubled today and tuned in, listening. We really feel for you. We don't see you. We never met you, but I want to pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this opportunity, for this show, this radio program, WNZN. I thank you, Lord, that your word goes out from here on a daily basis through the airwaves. And we thank you, Lord, that uh, we have the truth. Jesus, you said, thy word is truth. And by taking heed to it and obeying it, we can live a victorious life on this planet and be prepared for the next. So again, Lord, we commit our time into your hands and we pray for all of our listeners we haven't met, we don't see, but they're listening to us. If they're tuned in, they must be listening. And so they're seeking something. Strengthen those that are believers in their faith. Make them aware of the enemies that are out there that are trying to defeat us the devil, the world, the flesh, but also realize we're highly resourced people because we have the Holy Spirit, we have the Word of God, we have fellowship of other believers. And those that don't know you yet, Lord, I do pray, Lord, that you would indeed reveal yourself to them. They're listening for a reason, and I pray, Lord, you would reveal yourself to them and that they realize salvation is very near to them. If they will indeed admit that they're a sinner, being willing to turn their life around and surrender to Jesus Christ, the Bible says, to as many as received him, to him, he gave the power and the privilege to become a child of God. So we pray for each one of them this day, Lord, that they might come to know you. Thank you again for this day, this time together. We praise all of these things for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Jan. God bless, David. God bless, everybody.